0: So anybody asked to lead us in prayer? Okay, it wasn't. I asked her to tell. She takes care of this, I guess, but she's not here. So I'll, I'll lead you. May we pray together? Gracious God, thank you for your salvation. Thank you that we may be restored into your fellowship. Thank you that we may look to you for your word which reveals your wonder, your love, your grace, and mercy. And we pray by your Spirit, lead and guide as I bring your word. And lead and guide us all as we learn to listen and to absorb what you have to say to us, that we may grow in your power. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Please turn with me to Philippians chapter 4. If you have one of these green Bibles, it's on page 154. In the second part, the second part meaning the New Testament part, the back part, some Bibles, they have pages all the way through and some begin again at the beginning of the Old Testament and then again at the beginning of the New Testament. And this one begins at the New Testament. Once I was in... uh, cadets, the boys' club. And I suggest that they memorize the books of the Bible. They looked at me. I said, yeah, I did that in grade 8 and I still know it. Try it out. And I did. only had two or three mistakes. (laughs) So, that's the age to learn. If you're under 20, memorize them now. If you're over 20... If you're over 20, well, do the best you can. (laughs) And if all else fails, you can look at the index at the uh, table of contents and find it there. But uh, the more you work with your Bible, as you know, you find your way around. And that's the best way to do it. Use it regularly and find your way around and learn to find your way around So we read from Philippians chapter 4, beginning at verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Something's wrong. Oh, I'm supposed to be further down. Verse 10, (laughs) okay, (laughs) we'll get it yet. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at last you have revived your concern for me indeed. Indeed, you were concerned for me, but had no opportunity to show it. Not that I am referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have little, And I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances I have learned the secret of being well fed and of going hungry, of having plenty, and of being in need. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. So, Father, reading of God's Word. May bless us as we listen to it together. Languages change over time. So I'll start with a question. What do you think of, what would be your situation like for you to be truly content? What do you think of when you hear the word contentment or content? We live in a society that is consumer-driven, and probably influence the way we think of contentment. As a result, we have to ask the question, what is Paul getting at us, and what's he telling us in this passage? Some of the things he mentions, they're not what I would include in contentment today. I have learned to be content with whatever I have. That's not modern advertising. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being well fed and of going hungry, of having plenty and of being in need. Any of those in your conception? Of contentment Let's listen to some other circumstances that he went through. Let's turn to Second Corinthians eleven, beginning at verse twenty-three, and that's found on page one hundred forty two. Second Corinthians eleven beginning at verse 23. There we read as follows. He's been defending his own apostleship and he talks about that. Are they ministers of Christ? I'm talking like a madman. I am a better one with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless floggings, often near death. Five times I have received from the Jews 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I received the stoning. Three times I was shipwrecked for a night and a day I was adrift at sea on frequent journeys in dangers from rivers, danger from bandits, danger from my own people, danger from the Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers and sisters, in toil and hardship through many sleepless nights, hungry and thirsty, often without food, cold and naked, Would you include any of that in being content? Now the word in the Greek is autarches which can be translated as self-sufficient. But that doesn't fit either because Paul says my strength comes from Jesus Christ. I can do all things in Him who strengthens me. So what is he t- saying here? Paul was a Christian missionary and it was 300 years before Christianity was legal in the Roman Empire. So while he was serving and ministering all over, he was often under persecution. And the list we read from First, Second Corinthians 11 teaches us that too. But what does he mean by having learned to be content. What's he saying in all these circumstances that we've read about? What's he saying is that in the strength of God, he has learned to cope with the situation that he's in. Now, why isn't it translated that way? Because... (laughs) We just got to have something to talk about, <laughs> uh, but languages change, and contentment is one of the translations that that word uses, but it doesn't really fit fit the context that Paul is in, except in the sense that he learns to accept what God is bringing into his way. He has learned to cope, to manage to accept what the situation is and make the best of it. And in that way, that's also a meaning of content. It's not fitting our society today, but it is the meaning of this passage as Paul writes about it. It's the meaning of what Paul is getting at. In every circumstance, in the strength of Christ, he has learned to manage, to make do, to accept what God has sent, sent His way and to work His way through. And He did, time and again. And many times He was near death, He says. And yet, He carried on and was able to do so in the power of Christ. I can do everything through Him who gives me strength. Jesus is the one who who gave him strength. Before Jesus ascended, he gave the promise, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And that's where this passage speaks to us. That assurance of Jesus' presence, his care for us, and giving us strength to, and whatever ever challenges are there before us. He is able to work Help, help us work it through and to cope and to make the best of it and to manage and to give God thanks for His ongoing support and strength. So, where we have to start is with belief. Believe in Jesus Christ, trust in Him. He will give you strength whatever the circumstances. And these circumstances, they're different for all of us. As I mentioned, six months ago I had surgery and it took a lot out of me. I was very surprised. And it took quite a while to get back to where I could function again. But through it all, Jesus was with me. And your prayers contributed to that. And the support of ha- having a support of a community is indeed wonderful and very supportive. So, with Jesus' help, I coped and I worked my way through. And I'm recuperating. And it's wonderful to experience that healing grace that God gives me. But it also applies to small things. Because some time ago, I was trying to transfer bulk food from a big container into a smaller container. No, I looked at that and I tried it and it wasn't working too well. I said, there's got to be another way. And so I looked at it and what I needed to do was simply find a smaller scoop and put it into the smaller container out of the bigger one. No, you say, that's common sense. Well, sure it is. But did you ever thank God for the gift of common sense? one of the blessings He gives us every day. And it's wonderful. And through it, He strengthens us, equips us to work things through. Now, today we're voting affirmation for the two people who've been nominated to be leaders in our church. That's wonderful. But what we need to do especially those of us who are under 50, is equip ourselves to become leaders also. How can we do that? Well, it begins by prayer. Ask God what are the gifts that you have given us and find out what are the gifts and requirements needed to fill that position. And can you develop your gifts to function? And that's something all of us need to be working on all the time. In our second step, right now, we're asking everybody to get involved. One of the ways involved is in the leadership. I don't know whether they're still looking for more, but okay, they got the two that we're voting on. And may we affirm them and may they be blessed and equipped by God in the assurance again that I can do all things through Him who strengthens me. In the second step, we've also been asked to be involved. Everybody. That's the word that stuck out to me when I read that. Everybody is asked to be involved. And that's good because by being involved, we bind together And we form a body of Jesus Christ that's functioning in the way he wants us to go, as we're guided and directed by his spirit. And we may stand back and think, well, okay, that may be good for somebody else, but I'm just going to sit and watch and absorb and receive. Well, we've all got to do that. That's all legitimate. It's all good. But beyond that, we have to ask, okay, this is what God has given me. What can I do with it? And how can I function as a member of the body of Jesus Christ? And that's one of the questions that the second step is working on, the the linking team is working on. And if you're asked or approached for something, stop and think. What has God given me? And it may look impossible for you to fulfill or do. But remember, Jesus is with us and he equips us for what he calls us to do. So whatever your circumstances, cry out to the Lord. He will give you the strength to bear the circumstances that make you cry out God gives us the strength to put up with what he leads us into and he well the Bible talks about carrying us through and then giving us wings like an eagle so that we not only get through but we begin to soar and really develop in the gifts that he has given us so remember that And work through whatever situation you're in. And give praise and thanks to God and rejoice in the fact that Jesus is always with us and we can lean on His strength. May we pray together. Gracious God, we thank You for Your Word, for the encouragement it gives us, and for the knowledge that You are always with us and that whatever our circumstances... We thank you for the example of Paul that whatever his circumstances, you helped him deal with them. You carried him through. You protected him. You gave him everything that he needed. And we thank you that that assurance is still with us because Jesus rose from the dead and gives us strength. And for that strength, We pray, and for that strength, we give thanks. And we also pray that that strength will equip us in whatever challenges come our way as members of your body, the church. We pray in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Those who have been asked to serve, come forward, please, as we celebrate the Lord's Supper together. Thank you. Jesus in the night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is for you. This too as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as you eat it in remembrance of me. What he was saying there is that The Lord's Supper, which he instituted, is meant to focus our faith on the work of Jesus Christ on the cross, his once for all sacrifice. After supper, he took a cup and gave thanks and gave to them saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. What's it mean to be a new covenant? The old covenant was what we read about in the Old Testament. It was the temple service. And people brought sacrifices for all their sins, sacrifices of animals. And Hebrews tells us that that didn't really take away their sin. It just made them fit in God's sight to worship Him in the temple. But Jesus came, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. When he suffered and died, he sacrificed God's sacrifice once and for all. So today, we no longer have animal sacrifices. We don't have to. Jesus took his blood not just into a temple in Jerusalem, but into the very presence of God in heaven and presents us there to cover our sin and also he presents to God his righteousness to give to us. And when we celebrate the Lord's Supper, Jesus focuses our faith through these elements which we can touch and feel and taste and focuses our faith on Jesus Christ as the once for all sacrifice for all our sin, that our faith may be confirmed and strengthened and built up by the work of the Holy Spirit also through our celebration. As the elements are passed, please hold them and we participate together. body broken for you. Christ's body broken for you. Christ's body broken for you. Christ's body broken for you. (laughs) Take, eat, remember and believe that the precious body of our Lord Jesus Christ was broken for the complete forgiveness of all of our sin. Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. Take, drink, remember and believe that the precious body of our Lord, precious blood of our Lord Jesus Christ was shed for the complete forgiveness of all of our sin that we may be God's people. I come Please rise sing song. We oh, sing. we're not going to sing yet. I've got a few things to say yet. <laughs> 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 We've celebrated the Lord's Supper, pointing our faith to Jesus Christ that it may grow and that we may live it. What good does it do you, however? to believe the gospel from beginning to end? In Christ, I am right with God and heir to everlasting life. How are you right with God? Only by true faith in Jesus Christ. Even though my conscience accuses me of having grievously sinned against all God's commandments and of never having kept any of them, And even though I am still inclined toward all evil, nevertheless, without my deserving it at all, out of sheer grace, God grants and credits to me the perfect satisfaction, righteousness, and holiness of God, of Christ, as if I had never sinned nor been a sinner, as if I had been as perfectly obedient as Christ was obedient for me. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Praise His holy name, as we read in Psalm 103. Let us stand and together pray. Gracious God, we thank You for the wonder of Your love to us in Jesus Christ. And we thank You, Lord Jesus for leaving the Lord's Supper, for our strengthening of faith and our encouragement that we may trust in you always and know that in you we will never be disappointed. We praise your holy name forever and ever. We pray in your name. Amen. Lord, I give you my I give you my soul, I live for you alone, every breath that I take, every moment I'm awake, Lord have your way.